150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 48, take three. So uh, I was informed that episode 48 that I uploaded last week, um, for whatever reason, I, I didn't go back and check it. I guess I didn't really have a reason to think I needed to check it. It had some updates on my computer and it, it goofed up the audio. So the beginning track uh, intro video works fine. The credits video sound works fine. The entire middle of the episode where I'm doing all the talking, um, which makes a podcast what a podcast is, is mute. So there's no sound whatsoever. So I uh, just <laughs> just redid the episode. And as soon as I started to pray, the power in my studio went out. Lovely, right? And so here we go. We are going to jump in and do episode three or episode 48 for the third time. And then I am immediately going to go in and record episode 47 because we missed that this Wednesday as well. So I'm just trying to catch up on all of that. So for those of you who might be new and wondering why we're doing 48 and then 47, the fifth seal is a podcast where I count down from 50 to 1, the worst countries in the world for Christians to live as far as persecution in for their faith. So we start at, at number 50 on the World Watch list. We go down through 30. We do two a week, uh, starting in January, the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month, usually when I don't get sidetracked on something else and then have to play catch up. Uh, so we do two a month every from January to November, and then November being Persecuted Church Awareness Month, we count down number 30. We do one episode every day. We count down 30 to number one, uh, counting down the worst countries in the world for Christians to live in. We bring you stories to just keep you abreast of, of what is happening to our brothers and sisters around the world. And then we give facts and information on each of the countries on the world watch list. So uh, with that, we're going to jump in and do episode 48 once again and this from persecution.org two christians murdered in kenya bus attack international christian concern has learned that three people were killed yesterday uh, and two others were injured when suspected al-shabaab militants laid siege to a passenger bus traveling from mandera to nairobi kenya during the attack, two Christians, Peter Kilonzo Musili and Kevin Oyongo, were executed when they could not say the Shahada, the Islamic Statement of Faith. A Muslim man, Abdi Abinur, was also killed while trying to protect the Christians from the attackers who were separating out non-Muslim passengers. Confirming the incident, a security officer based in northeastern Kenya told ICC, quote, The incident happened on the morning of February 19th at Banisa, Mandera County where a group of armed Al-Shabaab members ambushed the bus ferrying 47 passengers to Nairobi. 
It sprayed it with bullets and deflated the tires in order to halt it and pick Christians from the bus. The efforts of the driver to escape from their trap did not bear fruit. He was also injured during the attack. Three people were killed and two others injured. This attack comes two months after 11 Christians were killed on December 6, 2019, when their bus was flagged down by Islamic militants at Cotulu in Wajir. An evangelist based in Mandera said that the recent attack is a continuation of what has become normal in Mandera. Quote, we are seeing a return of planned violent attacks against Christians in northeastern Kenya and on the coastal region. Hostility against Christians has been escalating in Mandera at an alarming rate and is being carried out by Al-Shabaab members. They target public service vehicles where they separate Christians from Muslims and execute them. If not vehicles, they attack residential places and kill non-local Christian people. We are, however, proud of the few courageous Muslims who stand up to defend Christians. In this bus attack, one of them was killed for trying to stop the gunman from shooting the Christians who were not able to say the Islamic prayer. Also from persecution.org, another story from Nigeria. Uh, International Christian Concern has learned that Fulani militants attacked three Christian villages in Boko's local government area of Plateau State, Nigeria, on January 26th and 27th. During this attack, at least 32 people were killed in the villages of Kwatas, Rubio, and Marish. In addition to the 32 Christians who were killed, four churches in these communities were burned down. These churches include the Kauna Baptist Church, the Church of Christ in Nations in Rubio Village, the Church of Christ in Nations in Anglican Church, and Marish. Although other structures were destroyed, the destruction of these churches demonstrates a particular hatred toward Christianity. Despite this, the Nigerian government insists that there is no religious motivation in Fulani militant attacks throughout Nigeria's Middle Belt region. Aside from the churches, at least 65 compounds were burnt or raised in Rubio and another 45 compounds in Marish. This is less 7,500 people without homes, churches, or access to food or work. So the reason I did two stories and, and kind of contrasting these, um, this has been an ongoing thing in Nigeria for, for quite some time. We've seen Boko Haram and Fulani militants over and over in the last year and a half, I, I believe the number is upwards of 1,500 Christians have been killed in Nigeria over this time. And it is we are seeing it, as this evangelist in uh, Kenya has noted, that it is increasing in Kenya in these areas and where Al-Shabaab is moving in, Boko Haram is moving in. And also, as we're seeing the rise as we get to the country that we're going to talk about today, Cameroon. So... All of these, these countries, we, we hear stories about how ISIS has been defeated and, and so on, but we are seeing a rise in Christian persecution in these areas of these smaller groups uh, that are, are really very closely aligned with ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, and so on. They are all fundamentalist Islamic groups. I won't call them radical because these are people, these are groups who follow the fundamentals of Islam. They are literally following what their religion teaches and they are doing what their religion teaches them to do and that is to strike at the neck of the unbeliever. And so we are seeing more and more of these attacks specifically on Christians. Again, where uh, the Nigerian government is saying that there's no religious motivation for the Fulani militants, but we are seeing more and more that they are 
focusing on Christians. This story here, the 32 people who were killed were Christian. It wasn't other groups that were being killed. Other people lost their homes and other, other structures were burnt down, likely because of collateral damage spreading out from the churches that they destroyed. But the only people who lost their lives were Christians. And so that makes it, 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 it indicates that there definitely is a religious motivation for the Fulani militants. And that also brings us to our next story that we're going to talk about. Now, remember, I, I originally uh, recorded this episode last week on the 20th of, of um, February. Uh, and so I had to re-record it this week because the sound was lost. But that was the, um, the, the 19th of February was the two-year anniversary of Leah Sharabu being in captivity. So as you'll remember, um, I guess actually it was the 20th of February, marked the two-year anniversary where Leah Sharabu and 109 other girls were kidnapped from their school in Dapshi, Nigeria, by the Islamic State West Africa, Africa Province branch of Boko Haram. It's just a, a long, drawn-out way to say it's a group of, of Boko Haram that is closely aligned with Islamic State. Uh, you'll remember that that was, uh, became very public uh, information. It, it became it trended in social media and so on because uh, Michelle Obama holding up a sign, a picture of Michelle Obama saying, bring back our girls. Um, over the two years, all of those girls have been released except for one, and that is Leah Sharabu, and she continues to be held in captivity because she refuses to recant her faith in Christ. Because she will not renounce the gospel of Jesus Christ, she has been continued to be held in captivity. In that time and in the last few months, rumors have been uh, coming around, and we've no way to confirm any of these rumors. So I'm sharing them. Um, not knowing exactly how true any of them are, um, but we want to continue to pray in light of them. So in the past month, reports have come up that rumors have come up that Leah was forcefully married to a commander of Boko, in Boko Haram. She has given birth to a son um, and that she has been forcefully converted to Islam. Again, all the other girls when converted to, when they converted uh, out of, from Christianity to Islam when they renounced their faith, whether true or not, again, they may have just said what they said to to get away and um, not truly renounce their faith in Christ. I mean, how do you not? I, that's a conversation for another day, but Leah refused to even say whether it was a lie or not to say it. Um, all the other girls were released. Leah was not. So the fact that she is still being held in captivity makes me think that she has not recanted her faith. The whole issue with, with having a baby, we knew. I've been, as I've talked about Leah over the last year or so, um, I've continued to say we, we are understanding that she's being raped she's being abused she's being tortured with that brings pregnancy and so it's not surprising uh it's it's tragic it's sad 
that that she, she's been raped and and forced to and, and I hate to say forced to have a child. I'm I'm I'm, I'm never consider a child a punishment, but because of the situation, she would have never had this child be if it not for this situation. Um, we need to pray for her and that child. If that's true, again, we have no way of knowing if this is true or not. These are just reports and rumors that have come out of this area. So, but we want to pray accordingly for her. Pray that the government of Nigeria will finally step in and do something to have her released and return home to her mother and her father um, whether that be with child or not, um, the government of Nigeria, and that's how we want to pray, is that she will, one, continue to stand firm in her faith, two, that if she does have a baby, that that child is safe, um, and three, that the government will step in and do something to free her from her captivity. And that brings us to our uh, world watch list for this country for this week. We are at number 48, Cameroon. The few facts about Cameroon, the region is Africa. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. The persecution level is high. The population is uh, about 25,313,000. Of those, about 15,415,000 are Christians. So the main religion in Cameroon is Christianity. It is a presidential republic. And the leader is President Paul Bia. Though Cameroon is a majority is majority Christian, the country is divided. In parts of northern Cameroon that are dominated by Islam, Christians are a distinct minority. For believers here, converting from Islam to Christianity can carry significant risks from family and community. There have been cases of tr Christian children being forced by non-Christian relatives to attend Islamic classes. Women who convert to Christianity can be coerced into marriage with non-Christians and face the danger of abduction. Additionally, northern Cameroon lies in an area subject to Boko Haram violence. The Islamic extremist group carries out periodic attacks in the region, targeting Christians and other minority groups. Church activities have been hindered or disturbed in these areas due to the displacement of people. Churches have not been able to function, no function normally in these parts of the country. In predominantly Muslim parts of the country, radicalization is setting in. In other areas, government secure, security injunctions have set heavy restrictions on church activities. Cameroon was not on the 2019 World Watch List, but a combination of factors pushed the country into the top 50 this year. Boko Haram's attacks, along with government interference, the country is essentially a dictatorship, mean the restrictions and threats for Christians are growing. There is also a significant corruption in the country. So again, the way that Christians are, are being... Uh, are suffering in that area we, we just discussed a little bit. Muslims in Cameroon are severely hindered if they want to convert to Christianity. And in predominantly Muslim parts of the country, there have been a process of radicalization. I would say fundamentalization. Converts from Islam are threatened when Bibles or other Christian literature is found in their possession. Converts are not free to express their faith or Christian opinions, be it to immediate family members or others, since doing so exposes them to grave risks. Christians with a Muslim background in the northern part of the country face additional difficulties. For instance, there have been cases of Christian children in the north being forced by non-Christian relatives to attend Islamic classes. Many Christians with a Muslim background face problems with local communities in remote areas of the northern regions. Female converts are forced, coerced into marriage with non-Christians and face the danger of abduction by Boko Haram. In October, 
A couple of examples. In October 2019, a Bible translator was murdered by suspected Islamic militants in his home in the Womb region. This was the second Bible translator to be attacked and killed within two months. On July 29th, according to other sources and Christian and Christian charity Barnabas Fund, Boko Haram militants cut off the ears of at least three Christian women after snatching them from their home during a nighttime raid on a mainly Christian town in the far north of Cameroon. A few prayer points for Cameroon. Boko Haram's Islamic insurgency poses a constant threat to the life and security of Christians and has caused the displacement of many Christians from the northern part of the country. Pray for wisdom and good accountability on the side of the armed forces as they work to protect civilians. Female converts from Islam can be coerced into marriage with non-Christians and face the danger of abduction by Boko Haram. Pray these sisters are protected and cherished. Muslims are severely hindered if they want to convert to Christianity, and in predominantly Muslim parts of the country there has been a process of radicalization. Pray Muslims have the courage to respond to the prompt of the Holy Spirit, drawing them to Christ. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for the platform you've provided us where we can come uh, from many different places from across the world. We can join together and even literally across time periods where we, some people are praying with me now, some people are praying later. God, we, we can come across time and, and, and space to join together to lift up our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted for their faith in you. And we praise you for that, Lord. We pray that you would continue to protect our ability to use these platforms as uh, more and more Christian and uh, viewpoints and worldviews are being uh, hindered by many social media groups because of our message. Um, sim just like our brothers and sisters around the world are being persecuted for their faith in you. So, Lord, we pray that you would continue to protect our ability to use this platform to come to raise awareness and uh, join together to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, we lift up um, our brothers and sisters in Kenya and Nigeria and Cameroon. Lord, as these, these fundamental Islamic groups are, are coming in, and causing more and more uh, hardship for them, taking life and um, property and uh, and just hindering our brothers and sisters from worshiping you, Lord, um, with violence and uh, and malice. Lord, we pray that you would protect those who are are have converted and are Christians in those areas, Lord, give them strength to stand firm in their faith in you and continue to proclaim the truth, to proclaim the gospel to those around that you would continue to use them to draw others to yourself, um, even under the threat of death for proclaiming that gospel. I pray that our brothers and sisters in those areas would be stand firm in their faith and be willing to lay down their lives for your gospel and for your truth that others might know um, and be saved. Father, we lift up Leah um, and potentially her child, Lord, um, and pray that you would protect them as they continue to uh, sit in captivity um, under these uh, Islamic fundamentalist captors, Boko Haram. Lord, I pray that you would 
continue to help her to have a strong faith that she would continue to to pray and to look to you for her strength and um, her salvation lord that she would be strong and that she would not recant her faith in you um, lord i pray for her parents as they continue to pray for her that you would give peace and comfort for them and lord we lift up our brothers and sisters in cameroon we pray that uh that this country that the the leadership in this country would um would stand for their religious freedom their ability to um to worship as they would as they as they uh as their conscience dictates lord that they would not be hindered from that by the government um we pray that that you would uh, for those who have been displaced from their homes, that you would provide places to live and places to worship. Lord, we pray for our sisters um, that face extreme uh, persecution, being forced into marriage with non-Christians, being abducted um, and tortured and raped and, and so on in these, situa in these areas. Lord, I pray that, that men would stand up and protect these women. Um, even men who are not Christian but see these things happening, that they would be willing to stand and protect these women and their 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 uh, their right to worship you, Lord. And we also pray for the those who convert from Muslim from Islam to Christianity, Lord. I pray for for them as they're ostracized from their family, as they can lose jobs, homes, all these things, Lord. I pray that they would continue to stand firm in their faith and that they would continue to preach the gospel to their families, to their, their communities, and that you would use that to draw others to yourself, Lord, that we would see more and more people converted to Christianity in these areas because of of our brothers and sisters' willingness to stand firm under persecution their, and their, their faith in you, and that they would continue to, to preach the gospel as, as you have given them a, a, a command to do, a commission to do, to, to make disciples of all nations uh, and preach that gospel so that others may be saved, Lord. Again, we thank you for this, this time to, to come together, to pray together. Uh, Lord, again, protect the platforms that we have and uh, add to our numbers uh, those who would come and uh, be aware and to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. And it's for your name and for your glory that we pray, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, thank you guys. This has been episode 48 for the third time. I'll get this uploaded and posted as quick as I can, and then we'll get episode 47 in the books as well. Um, thank you for joining us. If you know anybody who would be willing to come and be part of this group, you can add them, uh, invite them to subscribe to the Evangelical Norm YouTube page where this will be posted. If you're watching this on Facebook, invite them to the Fifth Seal Facebook group where this is posted every other week as well. Or um, you can listen on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can find us under the fifth seal there as well. Invite them to join us in that. Um, the more voices we have being raised for our brothers and sisters around the world, the better. Um, and we know that that's what, what God has called us to do. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, which is coming up, very shortly, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.